Welcome to Kingdom Ambassadors Center, where God lives. This podcast is a place where we'll be sharing Jesus Christ, teaching the ways of the kingdom, and equipping ourselves as believers and followers of the true gospel. Now, let's get into the word for today, brought to you by Pastor Henry Ajiman. Tell the person next to you, smile for me. You are in the presence of God, smile. Hallelujah. It feels like we haven't had King News in a long time. I think it was the two weeks prayer, that's right. So, I haven't been in this position for a while. But I'm happy to be back. Thank you. Jenny, you're giving me room. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to teach, so I need people who are ready to learn. So are you ready to learn? Are you sure? Are you sure? Okay. All right, so we are on the topic of consecration. And my prayer and my hope is that today we will conclude. And I hope that we will conclude. The topic of consecration. Das ist beenden können. Because on Sunday I want to touch on a new topic. Denn Sonntag möchte ich was Neues anfangen. I want to touch on a new topic, and, I, and I'm hoping that it's the last topic of the Delivery series. Und ich hoffe, dass es das letzte Thema in dieser ganzen Reihe sein wird. Because it's been a long series. Es ist eine sehr lange Reihe. We started in November. Wir haben im November angefangen. And we are now coming to February. Und sind wir bald sogar im Februar. But have you been blessed by it? Yes. Yes. Schon segnet davon? Amen. Amen. Okay. So we're going to touch on the topic of consecration. I'm going to try my best to to really, really, really end it today. Now, on this journey, we've come to understand that consecration in its simple terms is separation unto God. Is God taking you from somewhere and bringing you onto himself. And we needed to understand that this was the desire of God and this was God's plan for not just you, but for mankind. And once you understand that this is God's plan for you, it will help you now get closer to your place of total and full deliverance. Because as we have said from the very beginning of the series, God needs you delivered. God needs everything that is stopping you from really progressing in life. That is really stopping you from from reaching the full potential that you have. Because believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, you are extraordinary people. Yes. Amen. Amen. If only you knew your full potential. Mm. Mark. Mm. This giant here. Mm. If only he got to the he gets to that place where he knows that that God put me on this earth. No, no, you must get to this point, Solange, where you you know that though you came from the womb of your mother, you were ordained by God. Amen. This, this is this is the, the level of, of of confidence we must have. 
that we walk with men, but we are not we are not mere men. When when the people saw the apostles walking, they said that these men must be gods. But they look like you and I. So what was it about these men that made them appear to be something else in the eyes of other men? I can tell you, it was their level of consecration. How close you are to God will determine how much you look like him. He, he created us in his image and likeness. Oh, come on. Do you know your Bible? Image and likeness. And this is seen in Genesis 1. Okay. 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 Yes. 26. Yes. Okay. And, and if we are made in his image and his likeness, the only way we can move away from his image and likeness is if we move away from the one that made us in it. Let me make it make sense. I, I, can give, I can give birth to you today. As long as you remain in my house, the chances of you behaving like me are high. If you decide to move out at the age of 15 years old, in the next five years, ten years, you would see that the person you have become will be very different to the person you were becoming if you stayed there. Mm. And this this was this was what this was what happened to Adam. This is what happened to Adam. Adam was the first man created, born and placed in the Garden of Eden. In other words, he was placed in God's very presence. Let me say it like this. Adam was birthed as a man and the house he was given was God. Eden is God's presence. The presence of God is God himself. God placed Adam in him. Uh, is it too deep? It is. The minute Adam fell. What did God say? Get out of the garden. The minute he left the garden was the beginning of the fall of man. This is now when man started to look a lot like other people, not God. Yes, sir. Because he came out of the garden to the extent where there were cherubims even placed there to stop him from coming back. Because I've told you, one thing that stops consecration is sin. Yes, sir. Hello. Aye. And if we continue to sin, understand this. Not will you only be taken out of the Garden of Eden, you also be denied entry. Even when you are trying to come back, face recognition. Instead of your face, they will see something else. And that's what sin does. Oh, my God. Sin transfigures your face. Mm. So some of you in the realm of the spirit, you don't look like the way you look. Mm. Because because consecration is separation unto you. It's being with him. When when you are with him, you look like him. You behave like him. You do what he wants you to do. You become his puppet. Mm. 
It, it means that it is hard to be consecrated and displease God. Right. This is why, guys, I'm banging on on this topic of consecration. You, you must, you must, you must return to the Eden. Yes. Tell the person next to you, return to Eden. That's why when, when God said, Adam, I'm giving you the responsibility to name every animal. Even the lion came to him and said, please, Adam, name me. And Adam named him. Because the lion, when he saw Adam, he saw God. Hey! Oh, can I say this? Yes, this, this is why, this is why when, when, when Daniel entered the den of lions. Ah, this is why when Daniel entered the den of lions, the Bible says that and and the lions did not touch him. What would make the lion not want to touch Daniel? It's because when they saw Daniel, they didn't see Daniel. They saw a man who had been with God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. They saw a man that had been with God. Mm. To the extent, this is Daniel chapter 6 from verse 24. The Bible says that after Daniel was released from that den, even the gods and their families were put in the same den. The Bible says it like this. <laughs> Before their feet touched the floor, the lions devoured them. Mm. What happened to the appetite of the lions? Mm. They saw something edible. Mm. Are you, am I helping you? Yes, sir. It means, it means, it means, it means when you are with God, when you are a man or a woman with God. Mm. No, no, I'm not saying you, let me not even say with God, you are in God. Yeah. Because you can be with somebody today and not with them tomorrow. Mm. But when you are in somebody, when you are in somebody, it's hard to come out. Yes, sir. When, when you are, when you are that close to God, Every lion that presents itself to you will not see you as something to be taken advantage of. But the lion even saw an opportunity for God's name to be glorified. They saw God. How, 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 how do we know we saw God? They saw God. Do you know why? Because I don't want to jump ahead, but let me just say it. Because the Bible says in Daniel chapter 6 verse 10 verse 10 that that when Daniel went to pray, when he went to pray, he prayed, and the Bible says that he prayed three times a day, as was his custom from young. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I, let me just keep it there because I, I'm gonna touch this, but not now. I don't want to go ahead of myself. But this is just to show you how Daniel got to a place where he became one with God. Mm. Consecration. Somebody asked me the other day, um, whilst we were fasting, two-week fasting, somebody asked me, yeah, Pastor, I want to create, you know, a sort of pattern of prayer where I pray every day during this two-week fast, um, like systematically. And the person said to me, I got the idea from Muslims. I said, hey. <laughs> I said, no, no, let me show you where it is in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I went there. And I showed them that it's not just Muslims that have patterns of prayer. Mm. But you see how you see how terrible this is? Mm. That when we are looking for patterns of, of consecrations of prayer, we are looking at Muslims. Mm. 
Because as for us Christians, we say we are going to do, we don't do it. No, no, no. A Muslim, he will be in a meeting with you. A meeting that will potentially secure a deal of one million pounds. Not euros, pounds. And as he is securing that deal, as soon as the clock hits, nine! Pim! He has rolled out his mat. And you know, that's the, 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 the craziest thing is, they, they will allow him and they will wait for him to come back. They will wait for him to come back. Do you, do you know why? Do you know why? No, because of the strength of his consecration. Yes. So there was there was there was a shop in London. He was a shop that was selling chicken and chips. A Muslim selling chicken and chips. And he had customers in the in the in the room. And he hit the time of prayer. He told every customer, "Come out of the of the room, come out of my of my of my shop. I need to pray." The customers went outside and waited. <laughs> Fifteen minutes waiting outside for him to finish praying, and he opened the door. The same customers came back. Yeah, get Who are Muslims consecrated? Who are they consecrated? They're consecrated to their God. When you speak to a Muslim. And he's telling you that he's going to pray. He will tell you who he's praying to. Allah Akbar. That's where he's praying. And don't let them fool you that our gods are the same. They'll tell you, they'll say, Oh, but we have the same God. We are just we are one. We are, we are not one. Do you know how you end this argument? Ask them, does your God have a son? And they will tell you, how can God have a son? I said, then our gods are not the same. Because my God has a son. His name is Jesus Christ. Yes. But that's you. They are consecrated. And, and oh, can I go there? Yes, sir. I told you guys that consecration is, is literally being chained onto, right? Remember? Yes, sir. Being chained onto you. The greatest thing about our God is that he is an immovable God. He is, the anchor is strong. I have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and This generation, you don't know these songs. These are hymns, old songs. You just, you, don't, you just know the melody. But the song, the, the, psalm, the psalm is said, I, ha, I have an anchor. It, it means it's an immovable one. It doesn't move. It's, it's steadfast. It means that if we are consecrated unto God, our God, despite the storms that come in your life, you are able to stand strong. Why? Because the one you are chained to is standing. As for the other people, this, 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 the, the, the one, they are, they are chained to air. <laughs> nothing, no, they are chained. There's nothing there. But you know what? They are so convinced. This is the saddest thing. They are more convinced of their God that doesn't exist than our God that, that exists. Oh, yeah. 
Our God is alive. Amen. They will show you the grave of their God. Muhammad, he, he's, he's somewhere. He's buried. They will show you. Should, should we take them to where our Jesus is? He's not, he's not there. The stone has run away. And, and this is the confidence that shows you whom you are consecrated unto. So, so that is just that is just what I want us to understand. That your consecration is necessary because in your consecration you will be chained to a God that will give you a deliverance. No, no, the reason why some of us are still in our patterns, are still in our turmoil, are still dealing with this old thing, is because we have not gone to the one that is the giver of it. The one that gives deliverance, you haven't gone to him. Or maybe you've gone to him, but you just want to visit him. Mm. But, but the psalm says, in the book of Psalm 90, one verse one it says that it says that he who dwells in the secret place of the most high he who what it's not it's not the one who visits no no visitation is is an experience dwelling is a lifetime that's why that's why when we have when we have uh, apostolic visitation they come and go. Oh. Huh? They come and go. But but if if they came and said apostolic dwelling, oh, then it means that we are buying a ticket, no return. <laughs> I don't know if I have anyone in the house. Are we here? Yes, sir. Are you sure? Yes, sir. Is this helping you? Yes, sir. I, I need you to understand this, guys. Consecration is not an option. Mm. Let me help you. Write down. If it's not an option, what is it? Requirement. Another one. Mm. When you see a man or woman who is consecrated unto God, you can see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you can see it. You can, you can, you can tell a man that's been with God. Moses was with God for forty days in the mountain. The Bible says that when he came down and went back to the people. His face shone mm. so bright. They said, where have you been? Mm. You must have been with God. Mm. They said, when you are with God, mm. when you are with God, yes, I've told you, when you are with God, you even look prettier. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, you glow. Do you think I always look like this? glowing. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you. Uh, last time, first lady reminded me of where I'm coming from. I think she wanted to tell me, understand you are here by grace. She showed me an old picture of mine. I said, Jesus Christ. God has done something to you. You too, you think the way you look now is the way you always look. No, no, you will become prettier. Amen. More handsome. Amen. More fine. Amen. Fine. Good looking. Amen. Your 
hell grew. Amen. No, no. <laughs> I, I'm a firm believer. When you are with God, He doesn't just take, fix you internally; He also fixes you externally. No, no, serious. It's not coincidence that as you, as your relationship with God increases, you look, you look prettier. If you are decreasing in beauty. <laughs> no, no, there's some. Okay, no, stop. There's some people. No, I'll be honest with you. There are some I've seen. I said, no, this shouldn't have been. No, no, it shouldn't have been like this. This is not how it should have gone. This was not the will of God. I've said it to myself. I said, an enemy has done this. <laughs> we are meant to grow from glory to glory. Grace to grace. Beauty to beauty. Oh, beauty dashes. Hallelujah. Amen. No, no, no. I'm telling you guys, consecration is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's a what? Yes. Write it, write it down, write it down, write it down. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's not a two week fast, though. Yeah, we've had. Uh, who did I say today? Was it Sharice? I thought I said to you. Or Deborah. Somebody. I said, it was you. We are ending the fast. We've ended the consecration fast. Your consecration life will now start. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm. The fast has ended, but the life now begins. Mm -hmm. I've told you, some of you started something in the two weeks. Don't think that now that we are we not fasting, that you're you stopping. Mm -hmm. Some of you, you said, ah, these two weeks, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Now, when we broke, when, we, when you took the communion and you left the building, mm -hmm. also thought it ended. Mm -hmm. No, no, that was the official start. Mm -hmm. Before that, it was trial period. Free trial. Promotion deal. God was just, was just easing you into it. Now it's about to begin. Consecration is a lifestyle. You know, we can talk on this topic for the whole year. Consecration. Because without consecration, forget everything you want to do. The business you want, forget. The school you want to finish, forget. The driving that you want to do, Forget, yeah, that one, that one too. Yeah, the brand, the brand you want to start. Forget the increased prophetic you want. Forget. No, no, because the question is, all of these things that you want to do, who do you want to do unto? Who is fueling it? Some somebody will come and say, I'm starting a business. Where did you get this business from? I saw somebody doing it. That means you are consecrated unto whom you saw. Mm. 
a lifestyle. We are, not, we are not just saying, God, God, bring, separate me unto you. Paul and Barnabas were separated unto God just, just for a day. Yes, where they went was seasonal, but it became a lifestyle. They did this unto death. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay. Write this down. Five types of consecrations. Number one, the general believer's consecration. The general what? Believers. This is just this is just for your for your knowledge. I'm just gonna give you this for your knowledge. Yeah. I'm not gonna go into each of them too much. I'm just gonna give this for your knowledge. Number two, stewardship. What's number two? Stewardship. Number three, priesthood consecration. What's number three? Consecration. Number four, Nazarite consecration. Number four? Yeah. Number five, so the top one, the eunuch consecration. You know what the eunuch is? The eunuch consecration is a consecration that separates you from marriage unto God. You know what I said? It separates you from where? <coughs> there are some people that were born eunuchs. I met a guy. He said, "Me, I will never get married." And this is not this is not um, trauma. I would, he knows he will not get married. He knows it's called the Pauline consecration. Paul. Or the Pauline consecration. Maybe there are some of you here. You know marriage. You know you know marriage. Lift your hand if you if you are one. Hmm? You know you're not married. Married you are you is not you. Everybody here knows they're married. Yes. Like God has told you you're married. Yeah. Can I bless your bubble? Can I bless someone's bubble? No, I shouldn't bless them. I should or I shouldn't. I should, yeah? Not everybody here will get married. Someone says, get minus me. Someone said, this one minus me. It's not my portion. Yeah, Pastor, you, you are married. You are telling me I won't marry. There's a scripture. I don't know where it is. It said that a time will come. Seven women. They will chase one man. And they will tell them, marry me by force. A time will come. You know the population, the way it's going, is going, you know this, the population right now, the ratio of men to women is, is, is at the highest that it's ever been. So it's not that there are no men in the church, there are just no men in the world. <laughs> there, are, there are less men. So the Bible says that time is coming, seven women will chase one man and say, add me to your wives. Ah, thank you. In that day, so few men will be left that seven women will fight for each man, saying, let us all marry you. <laughs> Don't you love the Bible? <laughs> it said, let us all marry you. 
we will provide our own food and clothing. Only let us take your name. So we won't be mocked as old men. This is the Bible. It's the Bible. No, it's the Bible. Yeah, maybe open it so you know that. And in that day, and I believe we'll, we'll be in that day. Uh, you didn't say amen. You don't have to. It's happening. I believe. Do, 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 do you know why? I'll be honest with you. Do you know why? Because because Paul said it like this. He said, "If I was you." If I was you, I would not marry. That's what he said. If I was you, the only reason why he said it is because he came to an understanding that marriage divides attention. It's, it's simple. It's simple. When you marry, you cannot be as devoted to the thing you because you have to also concentrate on the ministry of marriage, which is a ministry. It's a ministry. So you concentrate on the ministry of marriage doesn't mean you are less spiritual. But it just means that on every other ministry that God has given you, you cannot put as much time on it. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. So Paul is saying, if I was you, and because Paul was so kingdom-minded, we think we are kingdom-minded because we, we come to Kingdom Ambassador Center. This man was so kingdom-minded that he would say, forget marriage so that you can do the work of God with no distraction. No distraction. <coughs> so women don't get married so no man is saying where's my food <laughs> men don't get married so no woman is saying when are you coming home <laughs> okay you don't need this one they don't need this one they don't need this one hallelujah so that's, that's, the, that's the, the unit consecration now, let me just give you, under the general believer's consecration, there are, there are a few things that are mandatory. There are, they are mandatory. They are mandatory in the general... This is the general believer's consecration. So this is, this is not those units, so those who have been called units. I'm giving this. No, no, no. This is for everybody. Tell the person next to you, this is for you. This is for you. This is for you. Turn to the person in front of you, slap them and say, this is for you. This is for you. Guys, you know why it's so important to be consecrated? Because when you are not consecrated, you become a target. Mm -hmm. Yes. But you also become a target when you're consecrated mm -hmm. because then the enemy knows that you want to become a god. No. Now, to be honest, you are always a target. <laughs> <laughs> but you know there are there are there are targets who are more at risk than others. Yeah, true. Uh-huh, thank you. They call them easy targets. <laughs> easy targets. So 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 the devil is 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 shrewd. The Bible says in Genesis 3 1. He's shrewd, he's cunning. He tries his luck. He he's that he's that person where you know some of you, you go to McDonald's and you say, oh, extra chips, extra fries, you know. Mm -hmm. We said it, Emilia. Where's Emilia? You did it the other day. What? When we ordered the pizza oh, on Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you ask for extra drink? <laughs> the drink wasn't included. She asked, is the drink included? He said, no. He said, but for me. That's how the enemy is. It's like, he knows the drink is not included, but he'll still ask. So, so he knows you are consecrated to God, but he'll still try. Mm. 
he'll still try and lure you out. That's why, that's why, on Sunday, I'm starting a new topic. Still in deliverance series. And it's called bewitchment. Bewitchment. Do you know why I'm starting this topic? Because after you are consecrated, the next agenda is to let you out. Sunday. Mm. Mm. Come prepare. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, yeah. Because you are consecrated, though. Mm. But, but it doesn't mean you're no longer a target. <laughs> this, this is what I want to end the deliverance series on. To make sure that as you are with God and receiving your deliverance for the rest of the year, nothing and nobody bewitches you out of that place. Amen. 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 Because... because I wanted to lead you into the place of consecration and being with God. That's the only place you must be to receive the fullness of your deliverance. Yeah. I told you that deliverance will not end with the series. It's a continuous thing. Yeah. So where I'm leaving you is in the place of consecration. Yes, sir. But then the Lord told me, Henry, don't just leave them there. Teach them how to stay there. So to teach them how to stay there, I need to teach you how the tricks that will learn you out will start on Sunday. Yes, sir. That's why today I want to, I want to hammer this consecration thing that guys, you must be with God. Though. Yes. You must be with who? God. Not your boyfriend. Jesus. Not your, not your girlfriend. Or not your friend. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, but we don't do boyfriend girlfriend in case. Yeah. 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 Do we write a title? Everything is the same, but you know, no title. Sorry. Thirteenth of February. We'll go there. We wait it. Valentine's special. Valentine's. Where's your Valentine? Hallelujah. Are we good? Yes. Are we happy? Yes. <laughs> so, so uh, you need to. Oh, do you know what? Let me, let me remind you. This is this is what I need. I wanted to do this on Sunday, but Sunday didn't allow me. Let me remind you why you must be consecrated. Let me remind you. We started this series in November. We started in November, November. After the first day, we received this revelation from God. Good evening, Pastor Henry. Listen to this very carefully, guys. I just want to share briefly what I received while we were praying. Through this new series, we have sounded an alarm in the kingdom of darkness. The devil does not like the fact that you want to deliver the people from their bondage and make them stronger through this new series. He has turned his attention to Gaze. It means that you have now become a target. A greater target. If you were already a target, now the level of your targetness <laughs> has increased. So he's turned attention to KAC. By the way, this gives me the assurance that this will be the best series ever. 
If we all take this series seriously and understand it rightly and learn to remain delivered, God will shift us into a new dimension of greater things. Strange things will happen during this series. And indeed, strange things will happen. But the most important thing is that we do not allow or make ourselves available for the devil to use us. Amen. Amen. This was revealed at the very beginning. And truly, 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 as it has been said, it is what's happening. And let me tell you, let me tell you this. This is why some of you have relapsed. Relapsed. It means that you 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 thought you had overcome something, but then you fell back in. Are you with me? Yes, sir. This is why this is why a lot of a lot of us, a lot of us have relapsed. Because because you took your, your mind off God. You you were happy that the delivery series is going on. It's going on. It's going on. Yes, I'm delivered. I'm delivered. But you weren't you weren't guarding yourself. You weren't ensuring that you remained in the place of deliverance. So some of you, of course, you were, you've been delivered from many things. But then, especially in the last couple of weeks, in the last couple of days, you found yourself going back to old habits. Even in the consecration fast, some of you felt the most. Whilst fasting, you don't have to respond, I know. I know. Because, because as you were fasting, you became very spiritual, very sensitive. You were in a very sensitive place. So now, if, if now you're in that sensitive place and you're not guarding yourself, Joel, then of course you're going to be led away. So don't just think that I'm consecrating myself for 2024. Hmm. Or I'm consecrating myself for January. My friend, think again. Think again. You must, you must otherwise... Where you will be will be worse than where you were. Did you hear my English? Yes, sir. Yes. Where you will be will be worse than where you were. I'm not cursing you, it's a fact. Take it seriously. Hold on to God. Hold on to Him. Because if you don't, somebody else will hold you. Five things that's included in number one. How many things? Five. You know, I realized I realized that this series is setting us up for for the direction the ministry is going into. Yeah. Without, without this understanding, God cannot trust us. Even even with a new building, He won't trust us. Because if, if we can't if we can't consecrate our personal selves, how can we now consecrate the church? If the people inside are not consecrated, how can the church be consecrated? So why would God give us more if He can't trust us that the more He gives us, we won't give it back to Him? Are we, are we here? Yes, sir. Consecration. Number one. This is the general believer's consecration. General. 
It's for everybody. You included. Number one. Purity. What's number one? Purity. Number two. Self-control. Number three. Service to God. What's number two? Self-control. What's number three? Service to God. Number four. Devotion. And number five. Read it all together. Number one. Purity. Number two. Self-control. Number three. Service Number four. Devotion. Number five. Sacrifice. This is the general believer's consecration. General, 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 general. It means that to qualify and to be a candidate of consecration unto God, you must satisfy these things. Number one, purity. I told you the power of sin. No, no, where God is, sin is not there. No, 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 where God is, sin is not there. The Bible says that be, be ye holy for I am holy. Holiness is, a, is attainable in 2024. Whoever told you that this generation cannot be holy is a liar. Holiness is attainable. Let me even say that this holiness is attainable even as a single person. You don't say amen. Or you don't want it. It's attainable. You have to understand that it is, it's not just attainable. It's, it's a necessity. You don't say, oh, I'll try. Yeah, yeah, let's see. Let's just see how it goes. Yeah, I'll try my best. This is not I will try my best. Um, this, is not my, this is not I will try my best situation. No, it's not, my, it's not I will try my best something. This is I will do everything in my power to do. Even if I fall, I'll get up again. With the mentality of, I will try my best. It means you are already giving yourself an option to fail. I will see what I can do. <laughs> ah, are we here? Yes, sir. Yes, Jenny. Can you explain the difference between service to God and devotion? Service to God. Let me tell you like this. Service to God is what you do for the kingdom of God to advance. Devotion is your ministration unto God. So some of you might never be as involved as the person next to you in the church. But it doesn't mean that your devotion unto God should lack. Your devotion unto God goes beyond your service. Your devotion unto God is, is everything even from how you walk to how you talk. How you treat people. How you answer your parents. That is devotion unto God. Service to God is, is what you do for him. That makes sense. Yeah. So right now, my service to God can be 100 because I'm preaching to his people. But my devotion to God will be lacking because when I go home, I don't read my Bible. Yes. Can you say that one outweighs the other? 
Say, ask, ask it. So can you say that one outweighs the other? That like your devotion to God needs to be more than the service to God? Your, your devotion to God is what fuels your service to God. Listen, you know, we will tell, we will tell, we can tell, we can tell if you are leading prayer from a place of no devotion. We can tell. Oh, we can tell. We can read for you easy. We can tell whether you got these prayer points on the way here on the bus. We can tell. I can even tell if you got this from a sermon you watched on YouTube. I can tell. No, no, we, we can get inspired by YouTube sermons. Oh, please. We can get. There's some things I say here. I got it verbatim from somewhere. Word for word. This is not my own word. It's secondhand revelation, but I trust the soul, so I know it's good. <laughs> but if I'm standing here every week telling you what Joshua Salmon said, then you might as well listen to him instead of coming here. I'll just send you the link. <laughs> <laughs> so we will, we will know that your, your service to God can be A1 and it's only A1 because it's second hand it's, it's recyclable you recycled it you think we don't know that these are the same prayer points you, you shared the last time you led three months ago you don't know we know we know you led three months ago you used that same that same verse and the same you didn't even change the revelation is not it's not, it's the same you haven't taken into consideration that the season has changed. So it can be the same scripture but different revelation. You, you've recycled the scripture and the revelation. Are you not ashamed? Yes. We can see when you are leading anything and you go on your notes and you are scrolling. It means that where you are going is far back. <laughs> we can see you are scrolling. From 2022, you are bringing me scripture. Bringing me revelation from 2022. You're not ashamed. <laughs> no, no, this is general law. Somebody is saying, but I'm not a pastor. Even as the usher, this is what you have to do. The standard of the church has reduced so much. Yeah, it's reduced, it's reduced. It's reduced. That the worship leader doesn't think they need to read the Bible. The worship leader, I told first lady this. I said that today, 2024, a worship leader, a worship, even BVs, backing vocalists, as soon as the man of God says, lift up your voice and pray, the worship backers are now saying, uh, yeah, here, my job is done. Somebody take it. It means that the, the, the BVs don't feel like they themselves, they can back prayer. Why? Because there's not, there's not, the the tongues are empty. Very soon we will do prayer marathon here on Thursdays. We'll do four weeks, five weeks, six weeks of prayer. The intercessors will not be the ones back in. I bring hospitality to you back. Amen. 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 You back. Hospitality, you back. Who said that? Who said that? Um, um, pray, praying through a mic is only for intercessors. No, no, no. Praying through the mic is only for intercessors. I told the intercession team that the prayer that they do 
here on Sunday and Tuesday is not intercession. Yeah. Is, that, is, that, is that what you call intercession? Fire! Ah! Is that intercession? You are, no, all you are doing is you are helping us pray yeah. by bringing some, some atmosphere noise. Yeah. That's what you are doing. It's not intercession. It, I told them, intercession is what you do after you leave. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's intercession. No, no, no. Tell the person next, you will be the one back in next time. So make sure your tongues are full with something. No, 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 no. I'm tired. I've seen it many times. The BVs are at the back. They stay sun beautifully. Now when the man of God says, pray, they say, yeah. So, ah, your job, your, your, your job is done. At least, at least pray until they come and take it. It's because there's no devotion. They haven't tarried in their secret place. They've never tarried. They've never tarried beyond the church building. They've never tarried. 2024 intercessors. They're not intercessors anymore. They're intercessors in 2024. No, no, no. I'm talking about intercessors like Anna and Simeon. That says, until my eyes have seen the Messiah, I will not leave you. That's intercession. Let me not deviate. There was a hand up here. Yes, Victoria, quickly. Victoria, talk to me. <clears throat> um, I wanted to ask if, um, like, if we watch preachings to help us prepare for, for example, when we preach in church or when we, like, um, do Bible studies or something. Yeah. Is it bad? Like, if we take notes? Can somebody answer that for you? You can answer that for you. Yeah, go do it. Quickly, quickly. We're all learning. Um, I think when it comes to inspiration, it is possible for you to check something on online. But when it comes to copy and paste, exactly, then you begin to say something that somebody said. But most of the revelation people share online is something that you can also find in the Bible. So it is not necessary always copy and paste. But if you purposely copy and paste someone, then you did not prepare yourself. You just copy and paste. And that one is not devotion. So you understand? Perfect. Even if you copy and paste, at least tell us. Tell us that this one you got it from him. Tell us. Reference it. Some of you be like, mm, Holy Ghost, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Holy Ghost just told me there are five types of consecration. Meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> What a generation. <laughs> That's how even people have taken to the prophetic. Mm. They've taken that into the prophetic. They started with leading prayer like that. Now they prophesy like that. Mm. Any of you that try to prophesy, lie. You know prophesy. You know prophesy. Prof, 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 the, the prophecies are lie. Prof, lie. 
if you try him, go for life. Here. May your tongue stick to the top of your head. Amen. Amen. If, if you want to give the person encouragement, tell them I'm encouraging you. I, I, I heard that this person already told you that God is going to use in this area. I also just want to come and encourage you again. You, you say the same thing. The person will say, oh yeah, someone already told me. You say, ah, it's confirmation. <laughs> Are you not afraid? No, people don't feel God anymore. It's the, it's the general believer's consecration. It's the general. It's general. This, the one more that gave you, you look consecration, priesthood consecration. These are now when we go into minute, specific, this one is general. It's for kids. It's milk. Everybody must go through it. Who here didn't drink milk ever in their life? Never has drink, drink milk. If you didn't, then I'm questioning your source. How you entered the world. It, it means that it's something you must pass through. If you enter Germany, you must either come by train, by plane, by boat. <laughs> or by car. Thank you. That's how you enter the place. So nobody can enter without passing through this. It means that nobody can be consecrated without passing through this. So what's the first one? Purity. Come and say like you want to be pure. Purity. Number two. Number three, Service number four, Devotion. number five, self-control. Self-control. How controlled is yourself? Or are you just a reckless being? You talk anyhow. You walk anyhow. You dress anyhow. You live anyhow. You spend money anyhow. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> spend money, you don't know. You started the day of 100. The 100 is now going to 10. You don't know where the 90 has gone. You know, it's, it's, there's no self control. <laughs> Listen, 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 listen. God is judging you with the simple before he gives you the, the hard. That's so true. He's judging you with the simple. He's judging you with the simple. You want to be consecrated unto God, but you're not self-controlled. It means you even become a danger to God. You pose a risk to him. Because if I bring you close to me, if I bring if I bring anybody to me, if I say, Joel, I want to be close to me, it means now I am risking his ability to do everything in line. Because now, if he's onto me, 
whatever he does will also be unto me. Are we here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So if God cannot trust your self-control level, he will allow you close, but not too close. I can, I can still hear your prayer. All right, I can still hear you. You stay there. But consecrate unto God. Self-control. 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 Let me even add this one to it. Self-control slash. Ah, you will love this one. You will love it. You will pay me for this. Discipline. 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 How can God trust you with a generation? Generation. 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 When even the OM, he can't trust you at the end. He can't trust you. But you want a gender. You can't even be trusted with the OM at the end. <laughs> you are stuck on the journey. No, I think we don't understand that that God cannot be mocked. Mm-hmm. It, no, it's, it's like I've given you, I've given you 100 euros. Go and buy me something. You buy the thing. And you cheat me and bring me back less change. And then you get angry when I don't send you again. Did you understand what I said? Yes, Who didn't understand what I said? Okay, Perdita. Deborah. Okay. I said, I'll take my time. I'm very excited. I said, some of us don't understand that God cannot be mocked. You can't fool God. Some of us think we can fool him. As if, as if, we can blindfold him and trick him. Yeah? And I said, it's just like, I give you, Deborah, 100 euros, go and buy me some groceries. I already know that this thing costs 40 euros. You should be bringing me back 60 euros change. But you bring me back 20 euros change, and you tell me, Pastor, everything has gone up. (laughs) And I said, don't worry, thank you so much. Even though I know... I know that you robbed me. <laughs> and then you get angry when I don't send you again. So you mean you think that I am a fool? <laughs> That's what you are telling me. You are foolish. God cannot be mocked. You, 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 cannot, you cannot expect all of God if you don't give him all of you. Where is your mind? That you think you can get all of God, but you are not giving him all of you. Where is your mind? So who, who, who should be cheated? consecrated unto God. There are requirements. We can't just pray and fast. God, consecrate me. He will not do it. He will not do it. It's access denied.
Self-control. 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 You've started off doing something. Are you able to finish? Self-control. For, for 10 days, I haven't eaten rice. I'm happy. No, no. You might not figure something. Me, something. For 10 days, today I'll break it. <laughs> but for 10... God, do you remember that, that time I was in your house? Godwin put a rule on me and Amanda. He knew that we love rice. He said, in this house, and I was in his house, so I had to obey. He said, in this house for this week, no one's eating rice. I said, Jesus Christ. Nobody's eating rice. I didn't know if, if I could do it. For seven days, Deborah, I was rice free. <laughs> you know what happened to me? Something, a stronghold broke. Because now, for the first time, I could control myself against rice. Mm. Now, that was seven days. This time, I've done ten. <laughs> oh, clap for me. <laughs> you look, you sound jealous. <laughs> no, because I said, I said, I said, ah, I've gone two days with rice. Ah, I've gone three days. I can do longer. I can do longer. I can do longer. I can go 14 days, but then today, they didn't bring me fried rice. So I was like, ah. It must be broken to me. <laughs> Next time I'll go 14 days. <laughs> no rice. No, what, what have you? What? Oh, do you know what the Bible said? Do you know what the Bible said? Do you know what the Bible said? Do you know what it said? You don't know what it said? There's so much. There's so much it says. The Bible says that he who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. You only thought that meant. You thought that only meant. That, oh, once you say yes to Christ, once you put your hand on the kingdom, or once you decide to become a pastor, once you become, once you decide to do the big things, and you look back, you're not fit for the kingdom. He who puts his hand to the plow, it means that whatever you decide and dedicate yourself to do. And if you look back, it means that if you then stop doing it, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. This kingdom is not for you. Genevieve. I think um, we had the same question when it came to deliverance, but with consecration, if you already know that there will be things in your way and you can't like do what is required, is it better to not start? Or is it better to say, okay, you know what, I'm going to start. If I fall back, I'm going to fall back, but I'm going to get up again. Or is it better to say, let me not start if I know I'm not disciplined? That's not the, that's not the right posture to have. The right posture is, I will make sure I become disciplined so that I can reach that place. Right now, you, you, you're not in a position, and this is, this is you guys, everybody here under this house, you are not in a position to say, I'm not ready to consecrate. Then leave. No, if you've made up your mind that, Pastor, this is not for me, then what you are indirectly telling me is this church is not for me. Hello? Hi. It means that if you, if you need help, if you need help, you know that there are these things in my way that are stopping me from getting to that place of consecration. Seek the help so that you can be delivered from it. Rather than saying, eh, I'm not going to bother. There's no point. I'm going to fail anyway. Mate. My friend, 
That's not the, that's not the, the understanding that we have here. Lily, are you with me? Shannon, are you here? Does that answer your question? So, Genevieve, if you are asking for yourself, you're not for a friend. No, I just, because you just made the point that you said, um, if you fall back, then you make matters worse. Yes, that's true. So, yeah. But it doesn't mean that you have it in your mind that in that case, I'm stopping. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no that makes sense. Yeah. Like, if, if, if I'm saying to myself, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to try and jump from here to there, to the end. I know within myself, I'm not going to do it. I can't make it. This, my posture is not, okay, forget it. My posture has to be, what do I have to do to ensure I can do it? So I'm not going to tell you, just jump and then fall. No, no, stay here, stay here. But have the mindset that Joel, Chidera, Precious, what do I need to do to do it? Who who can I see that has done it already? That I can now get advice from. Does that make sense? It's not like I'm just like, I can't do it, forget it. Let me just live my life. No way. What's the mentality? Jenny. Yeah. Sorry. But, then, but that means then before going into a time of consecration, you really need a time to like make up your mind, see what strategies you can put in place. It's not just for consecrating, so you just do it. That's exactly what I said. I said I said we, we don't just consecrate by saying, Yep, God, consecrate me. The Bible says that in Acts thirteen, give me Acts thirteen one quickly. The scripture we read. Acts 31. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that were called verse 2 verse 2 verse 2 as they ministered to the Lord and fasted the Holy Ghost said separate me there's a version that says now now separate it means that it means that the, the time of consecration the time of that separation came after something it, you don't just wake up and then become consecrated. It, it happens now, separate to me. Now. It means that you are now ready. Oh, oh, are, are we here? Are we here? Feedback, feedback, feedback. Let me know, let me know. Let me know you're here. Yeah? Now, separate to me. So the now comes after some. So God is waiting for you to have the mentality before he says now. God is waiting for you to have the posture before he says now. He's waiting for you to have the willpower. You don't need to have everything put together. You just need to be willing enough. Amen. Amen. Is that okay, Genevieve? Yes, please. So number one is Purity. Number two, number three, number four, number five. The last thing, and I'm done. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Consecration is incomplete without this one. It's, un it's, un it's incomplete. 
Do you know we always felt like, or maybe me, maybe not you, but I always felt like that consecration was abstinence from something. Somebody said that in German for me. Consecration is, is abstinence from something. Yeah? You understand? Yes. So that was my understanding that consecration is abstinence. So once I abstain, I'm consecrated. So if I'm struggling with something and I abstain from fornication, that's it. Consecrate. I abstain. I stop doing it, then it's cons I'm consecrated. Uh, and then later, God told me, no. Mm -mm. If you're trying to break an addiction, most people will tell you, abstain. It's not a solution. I'm telling you. I'm telling you it's not a solution. If you're trying to break a pattern, they'll say, just abstain. I came to realize that the solution to breaking patterns is not abstinence, it's consecration. Now, consecration is not just abstinence. Consecration is abstinence plus sacrifice. Okay, write it down. Write it down. I, I want to help you. Thank you. Amen. So consecration is what? Abstinence plus sacrifice. What sacrifice are you bringing to the altar? Because when you are coming unto God into consecration, your ability to now come unto him will require no sin, yeah, purity, self-control, service, devotion. But when you get there, when you get to God, you come to the altar, which sacrifice are you bringing? What are you offering to him? Is it like going to somebody's house and not bringing a gift? Oh, 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 are we here? Are we here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I feel anointed. Though. I don't know. You're not. You're not making me feel. You're not making me believe what I feel. No, no. I know when an anointing comes on me, and today I feel anointed. Mm. I've just come from two days with my spiritual father. I'm anointed. Mm. He laid hands. I'm. An, I know. I'm, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. But the way you are responding to me, you're making me feel like God hasn't called me. Are you here? Yes, sir. Are you here? Yes, sir. Are we here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. When you come to God, Joel, what are you bringing? What are you bringing? You come to my house, smell fine. That's good. Smell good at least. Yeah, don't come to our smelling bad. Come to our smell good. Smell good. Take off your dirty shoes. Yeah? Have a smile on your face. Don't come to my house frowning. Yeah? These are some of the requirements. But when you come, what time you especially if it's your first time coming to your pastor's house? Oh, you didn't know that? You didn't know? Ah! You didn't know? 
So you're going to come, the day I invite you to my house, first time, the first time you're coming to me, hey, buddy. <laughs> huh? No, but I'm talking about myself, me, me, me. But the way you are responding, then you don't know that you have to do this. Joe didn't know. Mark, you didn't know. Okay, you see, you see, you see this, you see this. This is why most of you are coming to God. You're empty-handed. No, no, this is why. You go to God and you're asking for the fullness of Him. Oh my goodness! I don't know if you're ready for this one. You have come to God. You want Him to pour your Himself out on you. Give me everything that you are. Bring me your glory. You are shouting, glory fall. Sunday, we said, we're oh, moving, uh, wonders, 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 give me wonders, wonders. You're asking God for wonders. But when you come to him, you have nothing to offer. So just for those of you that don't know, when you go to somebody's house, they've invited you, especially the first time. If it's a regular thing, of course, you don't have to always be doing this. But it's the first time you've invited them, come. Come and share. Come and fellowship with me. Don't come empty-handed. Come with a sign of appreciation that you are happy that you are invited. Is that okay? Yes. Yeah. So those for those of you that will come to my house, don't come. Otherwise, I'll send you back. Hello. Hi. We must learn this thing. We must learn honor, I'm telling you. We must learn what? Honor. I said we must learn what? Honor. Some of you can't open your mouth. We must learn? Honor. Amen. Amen. So what, ask the person next to you, what sacrifice are you bringing? No, ask them, ask them. You have, you have prayed two weeks, consecration, but what sacrifice have you brought? What, what sacrifice? You've asked God, can, can I dwell in you? Can I be with you? But you're not bringing anything to the table. Do you know, do you know the, 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 the craziest thing is, God really, what God really, 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 really expects is not just what you can bring him. He expects you, him, yourself. That, that's the ultimate. The ultimate goal is to understand that you are the sacrifice. So when I come to God, I'm... God says, what are you bringing to me? What gift do you have for me, my son, my daughter? You say, God! <laughs> I am the sacrifice. And God will be like, wow. No, this is, this is, this is the, the goal. But I can't even teach this bit. No, no, I can't, I can't even teach you this yet. If we're still struggling to even give him things that belong to us. No, no, if you can't give me your iPad, how can you give me your life? Just give me your life. Give your life to sacrifice your whole life to me, your pastor. How? If even the iPad you're holding it. So now give me your life. But your shoe, you won't give it to me. 
dragon, are you here? Yes, sir. So God is asking you the question. You've, you've consecrated, but and you've come to me. You're here. You're here. You're with me. You're with me. But but what are you bringing? What is the sacrifice? Some of you, your altars are dry. It's dry. There's nothing there. It's nothing there. It means that God, God cannot accept, fully accept you until you are bringing something. Or, or are you, have you brought your life? You, you've given your life, yeah? Yeah? Lift your hand if you've given God your life. Your life! <laughs> okay. So, so, for those who have given God their life, this part is not for you. There's a different sermon for you. Because even that one, I'll break it down what it means to give your life. But we're not even ready for that yet. Because some of you, some of you are not even ready to give your wallet. By the way, first fruit on Sunday. First what? First. Let me even say this. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. Amanda, you are in the spirit. Clap for her. Amanda, you are good. You are good. Because this is even the proof that your life is the least God expects. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, your bodies, your life, a living sacrifice, holy and accepted to God, which is your read it. reasonable service. Your reasonable, reasonable service. Reasonable. Reasonable just means if you have nothing, bring this. <laughs> if you have nothing to offer, then bring me your life. That's God. That's what I'm saying. How can we even get to this place? How can we get to this place? If, if we can't even bring him things. The Bible says in the book of Acts that when, when the apostles came together, not one person in the church was in need. Do you know why? It's because after they gave their lives to God, automatically they understood that everything else belongs to him. So if I have a t-shirt and you don't have a t-shirt, but I have two t-shirts, I'm giving you one. Simple. Even if I have a t-shirt, it's one. You need it more than me, I'll give it to you. That's the understanding they had. What, what was a t-shirt in comparison to your life? It only becomes hard for you to sacrifice when you haven't fully sacrificed yourself. Shall I say that again? It only becomes hard for you to sacrifice things if you haven't fully sacrificed yourself. Things, things, things. Who, who's willing? Who's willing? Who's, well, okay, apart from God himself, what's the most valuable thing you own? Shout it to me. The most valuable thing you own. Not, not your life, not people. Time. No, no, no. Measurable things. Your phone. Your, your money. Uh -huh. Your car. Uh-huh. What else? Your job. Okay. Your family. Your fa no, 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 family. 
Your phone, your your job, your car, your someone who said your money, your bank account is the most okay. Uh huh. Stephanie, what's the most valuable thing you have? You uh, <laughs> anything else? Your home. You have homes there. Homeowner. Receive in Jesus. Uh huh. Shoes. Okay. Yeah, my electronics, everything. Yeah? Laptop. Your laptop. Yeah. Your iPad. Yeah. So now, your degree. Hi. That's a good one. These, these, are, all, these are all things. <laughs> what I say, these are all what? These are all things. That as a human being, you, you hold so dearly onto them. Your job is, 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 is yours. Your bank account, the money in there is, is yours. Your shoe collection is yours. How many of us genuinely, 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 God asks you to give it up, offer it, Give it away. How many of you will genuinely obey that voice? Is your hand up or is it coming up and down? Oh, you don't understand my question. Oh, is it translation? You guys, you need translation. It's not a translation. Then why are you acting as if I'm not speaking the language you understand? You are thinking. Your hand is up. That you so you said your car. So God says, give the car now. Give it now. You give it. Okay, so let me ask the question again. How many of you in the room? There's a question to everyone here. Genuinely, if God says, give up the thing that you hold valuable in your life, whether it's a car, whether it's a job, money, shoes, degree, God says, give it, sacrifice it. How many of you would genuinely do it? Lift your hand high if I can start easy. Okay. Okay. <coughs> 20% of people are lying. Okay. All right. All right. Let me listen. 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 Is that a question or your hand is still up? Yeah. You have a question? Oh, a contribution. I think it depends on how God tells you. Okay. If the person tells you, God said, give me your most valuable thing, I will not feel that. No, not a personal. God Himself has told you. Audibly. Audibly through dream, through through a man, um, through a visitation. That's what I'm saying, through a man. <laughs> Alright, um uh young lady, what's your name? What's your name? Kati? Yep, yeah, let's give the mic to, to our sister Kati. Clap for Kati. Clap for Kati. 
But let's even start with the lighter matters. Before we even go to the weightier matters, giving up your dream to become a, giving up the ability, even before those weightier matters, even the lighter matters, are you willing to sacrifice? Because I believe God tests you in measures. Hello? God knows your faith now. He will not tell you, give your only son. You are not Abraham. Your faith is not there. No, 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 no. He will not. Rachel, give up Imalia. What? Or oh, maybe Rachel's faith is there. I don't know. God will give up Eden and divine. Or, or give up your daughter, the one you love. Oh, no, they were saying, oh, but that's what God did to Abraham. Yeah. Well, if you were there, would you have said, oh? Yeah. <laughs> the truth is, most of us are not at a certain level to do big sacrifices. So what God is doing is that he's offering you the ability to do smaller ones. Before you graduate. Before you graduate. I, I was told to come to Germany, leave my family, come to Germany. And I said, yes. No hesitation. No, ask my wife. No hesitation. I didn't know anybody, didn't know nothing. I just said, yes. But you know, before I said yes to Germany, I had already said yes to other things. It didn't start with the Germany decision. I've given up my job. One day I'll tell the full story. I've given up my job. The, jo the job I love. I've given it up. I've given up my home. When I got married, I moved from my house, my home, my city. I moved to my, my wife's city. I've, I've given up things. So God was preparing me for greater sacrifices. And the truth of the matter is, we just go from sacrifice to sacrifice. That's the truth. Deborah, you've moved from Essen to Hamburg. You said yes. But there's another sacrifice coming later. This was just preparation for where you're going. But can I tell you something? The reason why you are still in the season you are in is because you haven't said yes to God's opportunity of sacrificing something. That's why. Until you say yes to it, you will never move from another season to another season. To move from one level to another, it requires you to say yes to something you love. <laughs> For you to come closer to God, it's sacrifice. If Joel is God, and I want to consecrate unto him, and I'm coming, Sacrifices are in the way. Yes, God. Okay, I'll give up this relationship. Okay, God. I'll stop eating after 11. Okay, God. I will give my mom 200 euros a month. Okay, God. I will study so that I can pass my exams. Okay, God. I will stop this. TikTok for a month. Okay, God. 
I will give to this person even though I don't have the money to give it to them. Yes, God. And the more you are doing these things, the closer you are getting to him. So that's why the question I'm asking you is, yes, we are saying we are consecrated, but what are you sacrificing? Genevieve. I was just thinking that, sorry, I was just thinking that it's also, with the question that um, Peniel just asked, I feel like it's also the other way around that you can sacrifice more to God when you're more devoted because the more you know that it's God speaking, the more you're like, okay, I'm giving it up. I think the further you're away, the further you have somebody in place telling you you need to do this and this, you are not willing to sacrifice. But when you get closer to God, you're willing to sacrifice bigger things because now you know it's God who's speaking to you. So the closer I'm getting to him, the higher the stakes become. All right. Uh, I have a question, please. Sure. So, for example, you know my story. When I started the journey, the sacrifice level was even before I really started the journey. So the first sacrifice that I had to take before I could even enter the journey was to give up my nightclub, was to give up my house in Germany. And so I'm now trying to understand, has it also to do with the graces, sorry, not graces, uh, with, the, with the, the level of faith that you have? Because... Now, Kati was saying a lot of things which make sense, but I believe that you can also be in the position where you just believe in the word. Now, to Peniel, it wasn't even God telling me. It was Pastor Renov telling me. And, and for those that know, that time he told me to leave my nightclub behind, I didn't know him for anywhere. So it was my first time upper room in 2015. And then he gave me that word. Reverend Yakon gave me that word. And I didn't really believe in God, but I just said yes by somehow in that moment, I believed in those words that they said, it took me one year then, but I still did it. So now you're saying that you need to be consecrated, but I wasn't consecrated at all. It was just in the beginning of my Christian journey. Can you explain the difference? So to, 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 to get to the place of consecration, it will require sacrifice. Until you sacrifice, you will not be able to be fully consecrated. So as I said, if God is where Joel is, it's going to take me to have all of these things I've written there, but sacrifice is included. So I must know how to sacrifice in order for me to fully be with God. Because if I'm coming to God, the question is, what have I offered to him? What have, what have I? You've been, you've, been, you've been set apart from something to God. What is it that you were separated from? And we can't say that we were all separated from the world. Of, yeah, we were all. You can't say you were separated. We were all separated from the world. But what did you bring? And that's now where Godwin is saying he one of his sacrifices because there's more. But his starting sacrifice was the nightclub. It doesn't mean when he gave up the nightclub he became consecrated. It's a journey. But now God, you might think Godwin's first test that was heavy. That give up my nightclub, give up my apartment in Amsterdam, that's heavy. The Bible says we've all been given a measure of faith. Measure. It means that everybody's threshold is different. Everybody's threshold is different. God said to John the Baptist, go into the wilderness. His food that he ate, his menu, his consecration menu, 
was wild honey and locusts. His fashion sense, what he wore, what he wore was not what everybody else was wearing. It means that his test was that. The question I'm asking you, according to your threshold, God will give you your, your sacrifice that you have to offer. According to your threshold. According, he, he's not going to now tell you to do something he knows you cannot do. If he's telling you to do it, he knows that you have the ability to do it. Our issue is even the things we can do, we don't do. So understand this. Everything God has asked you to sacrifice, you have the ability to do it. Don't look at, don't look at your neighbor and say, but how come, how come she was just asked to take out an earring? She just had to sacrifice an earring. God, you're asking me to sacrifice my boyfriend. No, but this person, they're only taught to sacrifice um, 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 McDonald's and Burger King. Which is what I'm sacrificing for the next three months. Amen. But how come, how come they were asked to sacrifice McDonald's? You have told me to go vegan. <laughs> yeah, I met somebody yesterday in Dusseldorf. They said they, for, for how many days? One month, no meat. For three months, no meat. God said no meat for three months. I said, my one is just Burger King, I don't know. <laughs> Why? Because thresholds, 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 thresholds. No, look at your own life. Look at your, listen, nobody's saying you must be where the person next to you is. Where you are, are you satisfying the measure? No Netflix for the next three months. Can you do it? Yeah, it's, yeah, easy. It, it, easy. It, it's probably not what God will ask you to sacrifice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 You know what I said? Yes. It, it, it's, it's easy. Sacrifices are not easy. It's called a sacrifice. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know that word sacrifice comes from the word sacred? Sacred means 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 distinct not common set apart sacred not everybody can do it sacrifice is not something everybody can do but maybe for you it's hard then it's a sacrifice no some of you the first fruit this sunday is hard i know i know it's hard but you must do it no i said you must do it Hello? Hi. This year, somebody told me God said that their money every month, they have to give money to somebody. Every month. God said, Pastor, this is what God told me. I said, yeah. They said, Pastor, it's hard. I said, it's a sacrifice. Do it. Do it. This is how you get closer. This is the consecration requirement. Ask the person next to you, what are you sacrificing? Question. So, uh, a question that we just said. What is if someone heard something from God and that person is still kind of contemplating and, you know, trying to avoid the voice and God is still speaking to him or her? Yeah. What is your 
um, what, uh, what is your advice to them? What is the best thing to do in that moment? Peter said, Lord, help my unbelief. Peter, he said, help my unbelief. He, Jesus said that, he said that, how many times do I need to forgive my neighbor? Is it 10 times? Is it 5 times? Is it 7 times? He said seven, 70 times, 77 times 7. Some people even say a day. 77 times 7 a day. Peter said this one. This was, this was the sacrifice Jesus expected of Peter. Peter said that this is too much. So no, he said, he said, Lord, help my unbelief. If you're in a position where you know this is God, this is not man. This is not, is it the devil? Is it God? You know it's God. But it's hard. It's hard. The first thing you must do is ask God to help you. You must ask him to help your unbelief. After you've helped, after you've asked him to help you, if you're still struggling, seek advice. A lot of people find it hard to sacrifice because, because they feel like after their sacrifice, there's no way out. After the sacrifice, it's as if like they're, they're left hanging. They're going to die. I don't know if that makes sense. It's that like I'm sacrificing my job. So it's hard because I'm thinking to myself, if I sacrifice this job, what money am I having? How am I paying my rent? How am I doing this? How am I doing that? It's like you are, you are left in a place feeling like after the sacrifice, you're going to die. Until somebody will come and tell you one thing, that after the sacrifice, you won't die. After the sacrifice, that's actually a new level. After the sacrifice of giving your job, there's another job coming. Then it makes it a bit easier to sacrifice, right? Why? Because you sought advice. The Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. But to the person who is really struggling to, to know that God is speaking, I come as a voice. He is really speaking to you. I said he's really what? Speaking In this season of deliverance, God told me to tell you, some of your deliverance is connected to your level of sacrifice. Some of your deliverance is connected to your level of consecration. The more consecrated you are, the easier it will be to be delivered. To be consecrated, you must fulfill everything on that board, including the sacrifice. Ladies and gentlemen, can I leave this with you? That after this time of consecration, don't just thank God that you are consecrated. Ensure that you really are. Ensure that purity is a priority. That was nice. Ensure that self-control and discipline is checked. Make sure service to God, devotion, and your sacrifice is on the altar. What are you leaving God for him to know that you are truly here with me? What is on the altar? What is on the altar? For me, is this. For you, is this. But it must be something. Now, let me just say this last thing. When it comes to these types of consecrations, it can be seasonal and it can be permanent. God can ask you to sacrifice something for a period of time. That makes sense. So give up this food for a period of time. Don't do this for a period of time. Instagram for a period of time. But there are other types of sacrifices and consecrations. It's for a lifetime. Don't just be connected to the corporate consecration that we have in the house. As a church, we are on Zoom every Monday praying. It's, it's a corporate consecration. It's what God has given us as a church that you must do this. The day we break it 
for invalid reasons is the day either God has switched it up in terms of the level of consecration or he's given us another direction. We can't, this is why we don't say, oh, we're praying today, we're not praying tomorrow, we're praying. That's why I always tell you guys as departments, if you're doing weekly prayers, don't develop the habit of inconsistencies. Don't be too, don't, don't be too quick to postpone things. Yeah, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. Because what that does is it breaks the pattern of consecration. So as a church, yes, we are on Zoom every Monday. It's a corporate consecration. As a church, we are fasting 40 days every year. It's a corporate consecration. As a family, you might have a consecration. Maybe it's Sunday dinner every Sunday. For the last two years, me and my siblings have been praying every Monday for two years straight, non-stop. It's a family consecration. Don't just be con don't just be connected to corporate consecrations. What are you doing personally? What consecration do you have? What symbol do you have? What sacrifice do you have? Amen. Amen. Have I made myself clear? Yes. Sir. Is there any questions? Bow down your heads. Father, I pray for your children. Consecration is not an easy thing. But it's necessary. It's a requirement. It's a, it's a necessity. Father, help us. Help us. That's all we can say right now is help us. Help our unbelief. Help everything that is stopping us. That will cause us not to be consecrated. We pray for grace. We pray for faith. We pray for mercy. That even in this season of consecration, may it be something that is continuous. May we create patterns of consecrations. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.